Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Respected listeners, Arka Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we welcome you to this program, The Bliss of Marriage. The date today is the 12th of Jumad al Akhirah, 1445, corresponding to the Gregorian calendar. 26th of December 2023. Let's welcome Hazrat Mufti Saab, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Saab, Tamad Barakatu. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatu. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatu. Barakallahu fikum ma'ana Zahid Khan. Jazakallahu khairan. Mufti Saab, day 81 of the genocide, what's the latest? To be honest, the, the phone is not with me, but anyway, what I remember in this morning when I was reading, so then Bibi Netanyahu says that now they want to send some people out of Gaza voluntarily and they want to see which countries are prepared to absorb them. That's the word they use. So they're still trying their tricks, you understand, to kick out and expel the people of Gaza. So they want to control Gaza because of the gold and the gas and the oil and so forth. But inshallah, nobody will go. Then the Palestinians will say, Either we get victory and the booty and spoils of war, or either, remember, we get martyrdom and so forth. And secondly, we know that America has sent tons and tons of arms and ammunition and so forth. You must remember that. So all this needs to be highlighted. And remember, Aqsa is crying. I sent it out this morning. Some South African was there. He said that in Salat, there's only one, two serfs. And Palestinians, only those over 60 years old or so are allowed. and Others are not even allowed. And remember that instead of going for Umrah and so forth, rather go to Aqsa. And we agree with that as well, especially for those people who've been for Umrah repeatedly, Hajj repeatedly. It's still a holiday time and you don't need visa or anything. So those of you who have the means, MashaAllah, Aqsa is calling you. Oh Muslim, show your solidarity and stand that you go there and then there are millions of people that need zakat, they need help and so forth and so on. And those of you who want to contribute, remember to Gaza and Palestine, the organization that we definitely will try and encourage that you should give to them is the Majlisul Ulama and mashallah they have their people there and yesterday we sent it out as well and that we are doing sterling work mashallah and on another point our Maulana Arafat 
heart uh, uh, resigned yesterday. So Allah Ta'ala accept all his services he rendered to Merkah Sahaba. And inshallah, we wish him well. Remember that in his future endeavors. So that will be now every day, whenever is the time for bliss of marriage, like today, tomorrow, and our fig program and the announcement of nikah. So all that, inshallah, Mozahid Khan will do. So that this announcement was important. Molna resigned yesterday, and we accepted it. Alhamdulillah. Mufsisab, the first question that comes about, and we remind our listeners, you can send your questions through to the number 084-786-3132, foreign country, plus 27 is the code, 84786-3132. Mufsisab, I'm getting married next year, and I want to know, is there any delay, is there any harm in delaying the marriage? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Next year is less than a week away now. So Monday is next year. So you must remember that. So very good. You must get married as soon as possible. And in Islam, there are certain things we must make ta'ajil. Ta'ajil means we must make a haste. We must not procrastinate. We must not delay. And nikah min sunnati. One is nikah is my way. So now Nabi alayhi salatu said, hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Ya ma'ashir al-shabaab, O you group of youngsters, Manistata amin kumul ba'ah, that whosoever of you has got the financial means, physical means to get married, for it is over. You must get married immediately. For innahu aghaddu lil basar wa ahsanu lil farj, then you will you'll lower your gaze and protect your private part and so forth. So it shows that that is what you're supposed to be doing. And to delay, delay, not permissible. You say, no, I'll get married six months in the new year, seven months in the new year. Not permissible that. Why? Because now you'll be chatting on the WhatsApp or you'll be meeting and then maybe you go into secrecy, privacy. So all that is haram and so forth. So in Islam, at random, I just give you a few items where we must make ta'ajil, make haste. Man arad al Whoever made intention for Hajj, first Hajj, he must be gazed in it. When you got debts, you must pay your debts immediately. Matalul ghani zulmun. To delay, delay the debts, you must remember, is what? Is zulm and oppression. I got the money, I owe Mona Zahid, for example, so I have to pay him immediately. Toba. So, Quran Kareem teaches us what to bu ilallahi jamia. Ayyuhal mu'minuna la'allakum tuflihun. So, remember, turn to all Allah in repentance and toba. All of you, there's no exemption, exclusion from Muslims who are sane and mature. Jamian ayyuhal mu'minun. If you have true iman, la'allakum tuflihun. So to make so far, so far, so far, so far means to delay, delay at taswifu mina shaitan. Remember to delay, delay is from Satan, that is from shaitan. Who got guarantee? We will see sunset today, we will see sunrise tomorrow. You want guarantee that? Nobody can guarantee that. Then the next one we must remember is this, that Silatul Rahim, people have severed ties and all that with their father, mother, brothers, sisters, siblings, children, whoever, so that to join the family ties is compulsory immediately. La yahillu li muslimin ay yahjur akhahu fawqa salat. Faman hajara fawqa salat. Famata dakhala nahr. That is not permissible for any Muslim person to sever ties with another Muslim. And if you sever ties for more than three days and you die, you go straight to Jahannam and the hellfire. So you see all these examples, authentic hadith in Mishka Sharif. 
Yes, if a person is a murtad, is out of the fall of Islam, or if a person, Allah forbid, you must remember, continuous with major, major crimes, and is proud about it, and then you sever ties with them, Alhubbulillah, we love for Allah's sake and hate for Allah's sake, then it's permissible. Habibuna, all these ahadish you will find in Mishkar Sharif. Nabi alayhi salatu salam said, Kullu ummati mu'afan illa al-mujahirun, that my entire ummah is forgiven, except those people who perpetrate major, major crimes, big, big crimes and sins, and they do it openly, and they are proud about it as well. So such people will not be forgiven. So a hadith is authentic, open Mishkar Sharif and so forth. So these are just examples like that. You will find many, many examples. Salat, to delay Salat is not permissible. And Janaza Salat, not permissible. So we have to make a haste in all these matters and not delay. Mufti Sahib, I'm not, uns- I'm not understanding this question. They say, I've had a miscarriage and my male co-worker is offering me emotional support. We're both married but can't take our eyes off each other. What must I do? What they mean, you must remember, is this, that she is married. And now she had a miscarriage after three months, four months, five months. But she's working by ABC company. And that guy there, you must remember, he's also married. And now because they're interacting with one another, so he says, her co-worker at ABC XYZ company, that he wants to give her some support and so forth. So he will tell her, then put his hands around her and tell her that, no, you know, I'm here, I'll stand with you, I'll give you support and so forth. So obviously all this is haram. Therefore, we say for you as ladies to go and work in such places itself is haram. Musharakatul mar'a ma'ar-rajul. So remember a strange man, strange woman working in one place and so forth. So since when Islam will allow this, now he is going to use that he found a niche in the market, as you say, that he found, you must remember, a place where he's going to exploit it to the full. You are now vulnerable that you are so sad, you are broken, and maybe your husband at home is not so sympathetic and he doesn't have that empathy, sympathy with you. This guy comes as a good Samaritan and he's showing so much sympathy and so much empathy for you and so forth. But all the time he's got a hidden agenda. He wants to go and sleep with you. He wants to do other things with you. But he's just using this as a pretext for that, you must remember. So that is what Quran taught us. Never even go near fornication, adultery. If you know what's good for you, you must sever all ties with him. Second one, you should hand in your resignation and go and sit at home and do work from home and so forth. 101 things you can do from the house, you must remember that. So all this business today, the women working and you're going and interacting and you can't just go with ordinary clothes. You have to push up and doll up and so forth and so on. And what what compromises? How many salat we are missing just because of such job and so forth? So how can we ever expect the mercy of Almighty Allah when we indulge daily in haram activities? Next one, you must remember those of you who are expecting and you are pregnant, read chapter 37 verse 100. Oh beloved Allah, grant me pious offspring and pious children. 
And second one, read it abundantly, abundantly. And then next one, Surah 13, Surah Ra'ad, the chapter on Thunder, verse 8. Read this dua for protection from miscarriage and so forth. Allahu ya'alamu ma tahmilu kul unsa. Only Almighty Allah knows what every female is carrying, boy, girl, twins, triplets, quadruplets, what complexion they will be, how many hair they got, and all this only Almighty Allah knows. All the contraction, expansion taking place in the home of the mother. Go to any gynecologist in the world and ask him that how many hair this fetus has, what color the eyes of the baby, what color this, what color that. So they can't tell you conclusively. So if they tell you it is more guesswork and they're just assuming and presuming and so forth. So the true knowledge and the final knowledge is only solely exclusively by all and everything will happen on the appointed time. So therefore we must remember it is the mercy of Almighty Allah. Allah has given us the greatest constitution which is still in its pristine purity, the noble Quran. And what Allah says, We reveal this Quran Sharif piecemeal and it is a means of cure and shifa. See, sister, I give you because you're a little bit down now. So you want sympathy, empathy, and so forth. So I relate to you a story, a narrative, you know, an episode, so you will get a better understanding. You see, in our history, there is a person, he's called Ibn Sina, and the West called him Avicenna, and the book he wrote was called Qanun. The West anglicized it, and they called it the Canon. So now, if a person sees Avicenna and Canon, they'll think some non-Muslim. So in Muslim Ibn Sina, big, big physician, doctor, and so. So one day, one person fell very ill in that area where he was and so forth. So he went there. So to go see that sick person, person who's ill. So there the Imam Sahib was there. The Sheikh was there. So he was very upset. You know, the body language. What are you doing here? This is my patient and so forth. So he looked down basically upon that Imam and Mawlana and Sheikh and whatever. So this Imam, he said, Ibn Sina, what a great physician you are. You are such a great doctor and you wrote the book, Qanun, the Canon, and so forth, and so forth. He praised him lavishly. So Ibn Sina then, so Avicenna was smiling ear to ear. Then in the next minute, he told him, but you know, you have a brother. He's such a conjuice and a makichus and such a miser and such a stingy person and so forth. So he wiped the smile off his face in one minute. See? So that Imam, the Sheikh, then told Ibn Sina, See, I praise you for two, three minutes. You were flying figuratively. You were so elated, delighted. But when I told you your brother is a miser and is a stingy person, then you can see your body language that you were very upset. You disliked it. If that is the taqat, the impact of kalamul bashar, the speech of human being has that impact. You ask me what I'm doing here. I was reading Quran and blowing on the sick person, yeah, because Quran itself says, The Quran Sharif is cure. 
So therefore, how much impact the Kalamullah will have if Kalamul Bashar has so much taqat, impact and asar, and such an impact, then what impact the Quran will have, which is the direct speech of Kalamullah Ta'ala. So we must have this belief. We're not suggesting for a moment you mustn't take your tablets or your capsules or your injection and that whatever is needed. So not vaccines and that vaccines are haram. So remember that we speak of the normal ones and so forth or operation or whatever you. But always keep on reading Quran and so forth. Just yesterday, one person said they want to amputate my toe. So yesterday it happened. So I told him, you don't allow them to touch your toe, not even one toe or, or all your toes. You just read Quran and you blow on that. So on your toes and wherever else. MashaAllah, afterwards he sent a message. He said, no, again the doctors came and they said it's improving. And so they didn't speak anything about amputating and so forth. We ourselves must have that conviction we must have. That's the problem. We don't have the conviction that we say it, but do we really believe in it from the inner recesses of our heart? That is the question we must ask ourselves. Muftisab, a female is asking, Please, can you explain what's the meaning of wadhkur? Is it dhikr or du'as? Remember, brother, sister, that zikr you make, see, I'm breaking it up for you. One is Tilawat. Tilawatul Qur'an, so whether you're reading in namaz, in salat, whether you are reading it out of salat and out of namaz and so forth, for Tilawat of Qur'an, you must make tahrik shafatin Your lips have to move. You can't be reading in your mind and so forth, like how you make zikr. So zikr, you must remember, you get zikr and lisani. So I say, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. And then you get zikr a qalbi. You get zikr in your heart. You're making zikr, but your lips are not moving. So wazkur rabbaka fi nafsik. So you, Ya Rasulullah or Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi you set the precedent for humanity, posterity. And what is that? You remember your sustainer, Narisha Allah, Finafsik, in your mind, in your heart, Mubarak. You see that? So there, there will be no lip movement and so forth. So for zikr, you must do it lisanan. Your tongue is moving, your lips are moving, and do it qalban also. Inna aynayyata naman, wala qalbi. Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, To you, the observer, my eyes are sleeping. And meaning that what? My eyes are, I am fast asleep. But my heart is not sleeping. It is still engaged in the remembrance, in the zikr of all. May Allah azza wa jalla. So, tadarrua wa jumalati and softly. So, you must remember. But like Allah says about dua, when you make dua to Almighty Allah, you don't have to scream and shout and that and show your humility. So we sit in the posture position of the shahud. We raise our hands. We praise Almighty Allah. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ya Hannanu. Ya Mannanu. Ya Adal Jalali Wal Ikram. So all words like that. Ya Hayyu. Ya Qiyum. Ya Ahadu. Ya Samadu. Lam Yalid. Walam Yulad. Walam Yakullahu Kufu. 
Thereafter, Durood Sharif, Salawat, Salutation, upon Nabiul Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And thereafter, you need, you beg Almighty Allah in any language, you're out of Salat and so forth. So the main message of that verse is, when you make zikr, then you can do so lisanan with your heart, and you can make zikr qalban as well. See, I tell you a story. There was one sheikh, I don't know if you met him or not. You understand? He came to South Africa three, four times he came. Sheikh Lutfullah Abbasi. You met him? No. He was a very big sheikh. You must remember that. So he used to like me a lot. Why? I used to speak to him in Arabic, you see. So he said, I like it when you speak because normally yeah, nobody wants to speak to me. Now he's originally Pakistani, you see. So you must remember that. But he spent 40, 45 years there in Medina Munawara. And he passed away in Medina Munawara as well. Mm. And the Roda Mubarak inside, he went in twice. I confirmed this with him personally. He said, yes, that when Ziaullah came, then remember they said he must go with because of Urdu and Arabic and so forth and so forth. So very big sheikh. He passed away, he's buried in Baqi and so forth. So when he used to have murids and all that, so he used to put his finger by the heart of the person, you know. Like a small injection they give. <laughs> Bang! You see, like that one shot. So the size so you see that. So then you see that now he's his father in law also. You see, Mohan Abdul Ghafur Abbasi. So very, very great. Waliullah he was and all that. So you must remember that. So when he used to do that, then the people, you must remember, we connected somehow to Mohan Abdul Ghafur, you understand? So that. How Rahimamullah, Nawalullah Al-Qadu, great, great alim and waliullah and so forth. Our Sheikh Hazrat Mawana Zubair Ali, Nawalullah Al-Qadu, so he was connected to him also. You must remember that. So he was a big Sheikh himself. You must remember that our whole family and that we changed superficially all that. First is Allah's mercy, so therefore you say, because of Hazrat Mawazubayr Ali Nawarallahu Al-Qadahu, Hazrat passed away in 67. I was a young boy, and my mother, these two parents used to take me. Now imagine a five-year-old boy, but whenever they go, I'm jumping in. But I don't understand one word they speak. They speak Gujarati and us and all that. But he should take me in his arms and make dua for me. And my mother used to say, Dua Karwanu Hafiz Thai. I remember those words in Gujarati. And she used to even say Mastanche and very naughty and you know all that kind of thing. So few words I knew what she was saying. But what Azat was saying I understood. Then he should take him here. Then he take me in his arms and he catch me and he make a lot of dua. I should love it, you know. I said, but this man is something special, you know. You can feel now imagine a five, six year old boy, you're feeling something, you know, understood. So therefore I just used to jump in. So so he, Hazrat Muhammad Ghafur, Rahimamullah, when he used to put finger at the heart of people, the people, awam, public, they say, hey, my heart is going like this. He's saying, la ilaha la ilaha la ilaha Muhammadur Rasulullah. So that is what you call zikr qalbi. You must remember that. So it's simple to understand that when it's winter, you sit next to the what? The fireplace or the heater. And what you feel? You feel the warmth. And when it's very hot, 40 degrees, 35, 50 degrees, you sit next to the fan or the air conditioner. And what you feel? You feel the coolness. So, suhbat, I just know a few words in Farsi, all the rest, we forgot everything. Suhbat-e-sali, sali-kunan, suhbat-e-tali, tali-kunan. 
when you sit in the company of the pious people, then some piety will rub off, remember mm-hmm. that. And you sit with the gangsters and all these crooked guys, what will happen? So some of that, uh, you know, some bad qualities will rub off as well. So that is why Quran is commanding us, Ya ayyuhalladzina amanu taqullah, ay iman walo, O you who believe, 89 different places, adopt the quality of taqwa and true piety, and then mingle and stay with the pious people, with the truthful people. So that is why the benefit it will be, it will spread to you as well, inshallah. Let's have the next question. My husband had an affair and committed adultery with a married lady and they had a son. Husband remained married to her and years later she told him he's not the father. My question is this, is this an illegitimate son? Is this illegitimate son mahram to me and our daughter? And if my husband dies before my daughter gets married, can this brother of hers be the wali? Okay, you made a long story there. The story is this. Once you understood that, then everything else will fall in place. So ABC person is married and he's got his own wife. And you, the lady, you XYZ and you also married. But you all met somewhere or you were in school together of varsity and the old flame started, you understand, coming up again. And then you all started, the chemistry came, you are gravitating to one another. Allah forbid, Allah forbid, al-iyazu billah, that both of you married and both of you committed adultery. You both admit to it, confess to it. Because that is iman kichingari. That is the, you know, the iman, the is flame of iman still in the heart. So the guilty conscience of that person say, I better speak up. You see, Sahaba, their iman was of the highest degree. Nobody saw, but the Sahabi Ma'is, who came, Ya Rasulullah Tahirni, Ya Rasulullah Tahirni, they purify me, purify me, I committed this crime of adultery and so forth. So then, obviously, four times he said so, then he was punished and death penalty took place, but we still say, Radiallahu and Allah accepted his tawbah and so forth. So you, both of you, committed a major, major crime. So for that crime is the death penalty. According to all four schools, according to the Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah, when a person commits fornication, Surah 24, Surah Nur, verse 2, Fajlidu kulla wahidim min jalda. Give them hundred lashes each in public and don't show mercy to them. All this is in the Quran. And in public, But for adultery, remember, it's death penalty, right? For both parties, male and female. Obviously, in our countries and all that, we can't do that. They'll charge us and all that. There'll be problems. So you have to make sincere tawbah and so forth. Now you'll hear and committed this adultery several times, many a time. And now that lady gave birth, you must remember, to his son, to the person who is the zani, the adulterer, to his son she gave birth. And then, but she remained married, and that husband of hers, so he accepted that son and so forth. So now we bring in the hadith. <coughs> we bring in the hadith, and what is the hadith? Al-waladu lil-firash. So although you know that that son there that was born is not really your husband's son, it is your lover's son, okay? So that is, 
but your husband even after you told him that this son is not his son he still accepted you he forgave you and he accepted that the son is his son so the lineage of that son of that boy will go to the father father meaning your husband remember that the hadith is very clear so in that case there that he will be your mahram and he will be the mahram for your daughter and everything and everything will work as normal and so forth yes when you told your husband that this child is not his child and it is your lover's child and he made nafyul walad and he said okay the child is not my child he divorced you and so forth and so on then we will say in that case there yulhaqul waladu bil um that the child's lineage will go to the mother and not to the father the biological father because you must remember he has negated it so but yet nothing of that happened so therefore everything falls in place as normal so islamically we will say it is the husband's child because he accepted the child and the hadith says al-waladu lil-firash so everything is back to normal but obviously the crime you committed you must, so the child will not be considered illegitimate it will be considered a legitimate child that's the khulasa summary of the whole thing the second one is you must realize it's a serious serious crime akbarul kabair you know a major crime so daily cry to Allah Ta'ala ask Allah for forgiveness and how do we know that our toba is accepted tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha chapter number 66 verse number 8 turn to Almighty Allah with such a tawbah and repentance that in Nasuha Nasuha means that they are Sayyidina Umar radiallahu anhu wa arda Umar Farooq one of the greatest persons second greatest person to walk on this earth after all the prophets and messengers alayhi salatu salam so he said when you milk the she camel the cow do you see the milk going back into the others he said no said that is Tawbah Nasuha don't ever commit that crime again then the crime is there but when you make such Tawbah inshallah the alamat and the sign is is accepted in the court of Almighty Allah the Tawbah and Quran itself motivates us chapter 39 verse 53 yeah, those who went beyond the limit you committed adultery you committed so many other crimes and, and a child was was born and a lot of other issues so never become this illusion and do not despair and do not become this illusion in the mercy of Almighty Allah why Allah himself states Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu arda used to say this ayat has motivated inspired me the most Allah says inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Allah forgives all the sins so one side we must have remorse and on the other side we turn to Allah Ya Allah you are Rahim you are Kareem you are Ghafoor you are Ghaffar you are Arhamur Rahim I'm ashamed of myself Ya Allah but you forgive me Ya Allah so inshallah Allah Ta'ala is there we all are sinners end of the day but some people commit extra you know, crimes in this sense it is not Sagira it's not Kabira it's not a minor crime a major crime but a major major crime the most heinous types of crimes so therefore we must make more and more Tawbah and Istighfar 
Mufti Zab, before we go for the break, a person says, I want to bring my son to you. I want you to grab him and place your finger by his chest and Appa can place hers on mine. Mufti Zab, I will not accept no as an answer. Please don't say no. Mulana Zubair Ali did not re- deprive you. So you must remember, <laughs> what about the Appa? The Appa must place, Appa, Appa Fatima, I think, must place her finger on her chest. On, so, on the mother's chest? She, <laughs> We will start a new system here. You must remember this. I'll have a line of people. They'll call me finger man. So you must, you see, when you play cricket, and then when you up the other people, because I used to do all this. We used to play. I used to play for the school and all that. Soccer, cricket, tennis, and all that. In my days, you're a good sportsman, you know. So then you apply, uh, um, uh, appeal to the empire. How's that? You understand? Empire pick up his finger out. You understand? So they'll call me finger man. You understand? Everybody will say, hey, come put your finger and all that. What I do is this. You understand? See quickly, inshallah. Today is Tuesday, right? So next week, Wednesday, I will be in Durban, inshallah, Aziz, and this is the program. Then we'll go for a break. So Wednesday night after Maghrib, I will be there in the Sufi Masjid, there in Glennon Road, opposite our Marcus Sahaba studio, where Hafiz Uwais is, Hafiz Uwais Sufi. So I know the family well, his father and all of them. So anyway, let us reward him. So we'll be there, Maghrib time, inshallah, program, there in the Sufi Masjid, Glennon Road, uh, on Wednesday next week, 3rd January. Then Thursday, day estate, Masjid Mahmood, where the Maulana Badats are, you see. So we'll be there. And then Friday, Jumma Vellam, where Maulana Abid and Maulana Dawood Wahid and Amar, so 10 past 12 azan and thereafter that is the lecture and that. Then Friday night I'll be in Stenger where Mohammed Musaji is in the Jami Masjid Stenger, inshallah, inshallah, Aziz. And then Saturday night in Randall's Road where Mohammed Abdul Azim is. So there I'll be. So anyway, so your son and that if you are in Durban or wherever, you just tell them they must come there. And inshallah, wherever I meet the youngsters, then I shake my hand with, I shake hand with them. Some of them, they come by me or they want to embrace them. We embrace them. And I put my hand on their head. And I just say, I'm making dua. Allah makes you good a half years. We don't put finger, you understand? <laughs> we just put our head and this type of thing. Because you put finger for a guy like me, we're not qualified in all these things here. This night they'll call you finger man, you know. So, <laughs> so therefore, sister, so apart, just leave her out of all these things here. Yeah? She don't get involved in these things here. Yeah? Okay, so that is our program for next week, inshallah. Inshallah, we'll meet our listeners after the break. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Respected listeners of Sirius FM and Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah, we request you if you want to ask your question, you can send it through to the number 084-786-3132. Foreign country plus 27 is the code 84786-3132. Mufti Sahib, the next question is, during Haith, is it permissible for a lady to make sajdai shukr and read Quranic du'as such as the Rabbanas and the Ayat-e-Karima in and out of sajda? 
Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. When our mother, sister, daughter is in a haze, her menses, a period, and so forth, then to read Quranic verses that are normally read as du'as. So that will be permissible. For example, you say, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. You say, Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasanata wa qinadabannar. You read Durood Sharif, Salawat, and so forth. So you read, La ilaha illa anta subhanak. Inni kuntum in adhalim. In Quranic verse, but you're reading it not with the intention of tilawat of Quran, the recitation of Quran, you are reciting it as a dua, so that is permissible. Second one, to read anything of Salat, you want to go into Ruku, you want to go into Sazda, you want to read Salat, all that is haram, you can't do that. The Hadith in Tirmidhi Sharif, La Tukbalu Salatun Bighayri Tuhurin, that you cannot read Salat or make any portion of Salat without Taharat, without being clean, the Hadith authentic in Tirmidhi Sharif. Yeah, there's some Arabic involved. You see, la tukbalu swalatun. Swalatun is nakira, is a common noun, and is preceded by la, by a negation. So as nakira tu fi siyakin nafi tadullu alal umum. So no salat or portion of salat will be accepted when you are not clean. So you can't make sazda a shukar, you can't make all these kind of things there when you are in your menses and so forth. And remember that all the conditions that are applicable for salat will be applicable for sazda a shukar. You get some of these crazy salafis, you must remember, they will tell you, no, you can make sazda a shukar facing anywhere in hudu, without hudu, and so forth. We reject all that you must remember that so you must they'll tell you that a guy you know today the guy is playing with short pants soccer he scores a goal and then he goes into a sasda they'll tell you that also is permissible so you must so all non all things that are like that total nonsense they're talking so remember that we reject that totally so it's not permissible to you for you to make sasda shukar and so forth so whilst you're in your menses remember the following four or five things no salat right namaz you can't number two no tawaf many people are there in Makkah and that three no tilawat of Quran you can't be reading Quran with the intention of reciting Quran or touching Quran so that no no fasting you can't fast while you're in your menses haram while you are fasting like today you're fasting and your menses start now 11 o'clock 2 o'clock 3 o'clock immediately you have to break your fast you must you can't continue fasting it's haram so you must remember that and husband-wife relationship that you are in your haze in your menses so then you the lady you must be very meticulous and particular about that that the portion between the navel and the knees that must be covered hadith in Abu Dawood focal izar the husband can touch above the garment and above the fabric he can't touch the thighs and all that skin to skin you understand when the lady the wife is in her menses so below the, the knees he can touch skin to skin
skin. Above the navel, upwards, the bosom, the breast, the back, all that he can touch skin to skin. But the portion between the navel and knees that he can't touch skin to skin whilst the wife is in a menses. So if you open, then Siddiqah say the Aisha radiallahu anha and him say, At-taziru. I have to make sure that when I was in Napaki in menses, then I have to wear proper izar and so forth. So that we took that precaution and so forth. So it shows that we must be very clear on these issues here. And Quran spoke of this 1400 years ago. That is what makes the Quran al-mu'jizatul kubra, the greatest miracle of Mustafa, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, chapter 2 and verse 2, 2, 2. So very easy reference, Monas. I remember the reference. Mashallah, you married and you got daughters, four daughters and so Four daughters, right? Yeah, so you must teach them this. So Surah 2, verse 4, Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 2. وَيَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْمَحِيطِ They come and ask you, but the question is already posed. The answer is already revealed, but Allah mentions it in the present tense so that it becomes an impetus, it becomes a means that we must now learn all these things currently also and teach our daughters, our students and so forth, like how I'm teaching you now. So thousands of people are listening with the help and mercy of Allah. So they ask you about menses. It's pollution, it's napaki, it's dirt. Separate yourself from your wife, you see. It, it don't mean now you must take a saw and cut your bed into two parts and that. No. Allah is glorifying. You can sleep with your wife, everything, but don't fulfill conjugal relationship with them. Look at the balagha, the beauty, the rhetoric, the style of the noble Quran. Just look at the word, What is that? Always remember the law. The more letters you have in a word, the greater in the meaning, emphasis in the meaning. So yeah, when you are junub, ceremonial impurity, husband, wife, go take a proper ghusl. A thorough ghusl, a proper bath. When your menses is finished, then go and take a proper bath, head to toe, you wash your entire body properly and everything else. Then when you are park and clean and you took your mandatory ghusl, then you men, you go to your wife, from where Allah Ta'ala commanded you to go. Not where you feel like going oral and anal and all that is haram. So, Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 3. Nisa'ukum harsulakum. So your wives are your plantation and so forth. See the Quran, how it explains to us all this. So she is in menses, she's clean, and then she will take a mandatory ghusl. Then a husband, a hungry man, is an angry man. He's waiting for five, six, seven, eight days. And now he says, hey, I have to fulfill my conjugal relationship. So now he does his thing. And then you're back in the bathroom. And then you seek for another four days, you see. So you must, because one day you took two baths, you must remember that. So we also must think a little bit, you know, understood. Mm. Muftisab, what can I read for a good takdir? 
MashaAllah, when the month begins, the month starts. Now we are already the 12th year in South Africa. Most countries in the world, Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwara, Masjidul Aqsa is the 13th. So be that as it may. Now read this dua. Every time you see next month is Rajab, then Shaban, then Ramadan. So two and a half months away we are from Ramadan, Mubarak, plus minus. So when the month starts and commences, we see the crescent, you have confirmation. So this is the Sunnah Dua to read. Who is the Ravi, the reporter? Ubada bin Swamit radiallahu anhu. Who is he? He is the Sahabi radiallahu anhu arda. His buried day by Aqsa al-Mubarak. Where is his wife? Umme Haram. She's buried there in Cyprus. Subhanallah. Where and where Sahaba, male, female went for the deen, to spread the deen, to establish the deen of Islam, mashallah. So he says, Ubadah bin Samit, radiallahu anhu wardah, he habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa taught us that when the Islamic lunar march starts, say, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, Wala hawla, wala hawla, wala quwata illa billah. Again, Allahu Akbar, Alhamdulillah, la hawla, wala quwata illa billah. Then, Allahumma inni as'aluka khayr hadha shahr. Ya Allah, I ask of you the best of this month. When you study the profile and the life history of Imam Malik, Imam Udar al-Hijrah, on the beginning of the Islamic month is to exert himself, is to do so many things, you must remember that. And peace students would ask, Ustad Ji, why? Or he said, if the beginning of the month goes well, the whole month will go well, see. So anyway, Allahumma inni as'aluka khayr hadha shahr. Wa a'udhu bika. Now this is your answer. Pay attention. And read this dua even now, this portion. Wa a'udhu bika min sharril qadr. Wa a'udhu bika min sharril qadr. O Allah, I seek your protection. Min su'il. Sorry. Wa a'udhu bika min sharril qadr. Wa a'udhu bika min sharril qadr. I seek your protection from an evil destiny, from a bad B-A-D, fate, F-A-T-E. وَأُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدَرِ وَسُوءِ الْحَشَرِ And a bad companionship there. I stand with the non-Muslims because I'm celebrating Christmas. You see? So Allah will say, وَمْتَازُ الْيَوْمَ يُوَ الْمُجْرِمُونَ Oh, you criminals, stand one side. So Allah forbid it must not happen to us. So so you remember the dua? Read that with me. وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدَرِ وَأَعُوذُ بِكَ مِنْ شَرِّ الْقَدَرِ And an easy, easy way I teach you. What you must do? Hadith Tirmidhi Sharif. Addu'a'u yaruddul qadr. Sometimes, not always, sometimes and occasionally, dua will change your taqdeer for the better also. Certain things Allah ta'ala left mu'allak suspended. You make dua, Allah will give you that. You don't make dua, Allah won't give you that. So we must never fail to make dua. Dua is our weapon. Addu'a'u silahul mu'min. Hadith in Mustadrak Hakim Remember that. And daily give out some charity. 50 cent, 1 rand, 2 rand. 
and you yourself, Hadith Qudsi, remain positive with Allah Taala. Ana akunu ala abdi bi. That I must remain. Allah says, I will treat you in the manner you think of me and you believe in me. So you must cry, Ya Allah, I'm guilty as charged. No mitigating circumstances. You know my history, geography, biology, biology, everything, Ya Allah. And I'm begging you, Ya Allah, I want to go for Hajj. I'm begging you, Ya Allah, I want to go to Diyare Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, to Madi. I've never been there. Ya Allah, I want to go to Masjid Al-Aqsa Al-Mubarak. Ya Allah, I'm giving examples. I've been several times with Allah's help. So you have to speak to Allah. Then see how things will change for the better and remain positive. In the mercy of Allah, even as things superficially are not happening, you must still remain positive. Then see how things will change, inshallah. And if you don't have certain things or certain things happen, say I give you another verse beautiful verse people today so many calamities like them you know so then they just get knocked out but Allah gave us so much hope so Almighty Allah states Iyya'alamillahu fi qulubikum khaira yu'tikum khairan mimma ukhida minkum wa yaghfir lakum Almighty Allah Jalla states when a calamity strikes you right so Allah Ta'ala knows there's goodness in your heart you must remember what there is there's goodness in your heart then what Almighty Allah will do Iyya'alamillahu fi qulubikum khaira yu'tikum your son, your daughter just passed away. And that son, daughter was the apple of your eye. You understand? Your favorite child and so forth. In your heart, in your mind, is like Yamad there. But Allah is motivating you, inspiring you. And what Allah Ta'ala says, that Allah will give you something better compared to that which was taken away from you. And Allah will forgive you also. Chapter 8, verse 70. So see, we must read the Quran, understand the message of the Quran. Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, under the verse, وَقَالَ الرَّسُولِ يَا رَبِّ إِنَّ قَوْمِ اتَّخَذُوا هَذَا الْقُرْآنَ مَحْجُورًا He used to say, Mahjura means people don't read the Quran. They read the Quran, but they don't practice on the Quran. They read the Quran and they practice, but they don't make tadabbur, tafakkur. What is the message of the Quran? They read the Quran, they practice on it, they make tadabbur, tafakkur, but they don't propagate it. So all these are mahjura, different categories. So we have abandoned the Quran to a certain extent, remember. So we have to believe in the Quran, Sharif. We have to read the Quran Sharif. We have to practice according to it. We have to make the dabbur, tafakkur, wonder, ponder, reflect in it. We have to propagate it. So all these are hukukul Quran. So we must remain, remember, positive, and you will see your takdeer will change for the better always. And what's the dua? Wa'udhu min sharril qadr. Hadith mentioned in Mustafa Ahmad on the authority of Ubadah bin Samit radiallahu Make dua for us, make dua for the Ummah and make dua for Gaza and Palestine and Allah decimate and destroy the apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel. Ameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.